listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 369. <laughs> 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 the only, the we're definitely equally mature, John right. Brownstone. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I personally find 69 to be kind of overrated, but that's not mm. going to stop me from giggling every uh, time. Right, yeah. Every mm. time. My inner 12-year-old just can't help herself. <laughs> that's not what we're talking about this week. No. But it does, it does <laughs> it relate. It does kind of relate to what we're talking about. <laughs> yes. this week, we're talking about the role of silliness and playfulness uh, and how it affects our power exchange. Mm-hmm. and. Hopefully offering a reminder that while certain parts of BDSM and power exchange absolutely need to be taken seriously, that doesn't mean that it's not okay to be a little silly too. That's true. And sometimes that looks like giggling at the number 69, wherever you may find it. Right. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday and also Monday now for your kinky pleasure and education. (laughs) And show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter. We're not going to call it X. At Loving BDSM. (laughs) On FetLife at Loving BDSM PC. The PC stands for podcast, y'all. On Instagram and threads at that handle I will forever fucking hate. Loving DS and the number one. So that's at Loving DS1. Or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Loving BDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. A big thanks, as always, to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. Uh, We're able to do this very weird thing that we do (laughs) on the internet, in large part because of our kinky patrons. And we're grateful for every fucking one of you, including Ella, who's crying in the background now. If you'd like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content and a Discord server with a group of super cool, super nice kinksters, you can do that. Just join us at patreon.com slash Lords. That's patreon.com slash Lords, or use the link in the show notes. Okay, so in honor of today's episode, Lola is next to me on the floor, snuffling and rolling side to side. Yeah, being very silly. Um, I have no announcements because when I was trying to think of what could I announce, I couldn't think of a fucking thing. So we're just not gonna, just not gonna worry about that. (laughs) And we'll just get into the topic. Um, And I wanted to start with the official definitions Mm. of the term silly because I think that the way you view the term silly will potentially impact how you view the idea of being silly in any relationship Mm. or in life in general. Um, So I went to the fine folks at Merriam-Webster, which (laughs) after having listened to uh, Stuff You Missed in History Class and their uh, episodes on, um, I think they actually called it the Dictionary Wars, I'm a little bit like, should I? Merriam-Webster, there were some issues there in history. So being silly has a negative connotation, even though it makes us laugh, like with Lola rolling around on the ground snuffling. She's done a complete 180. Yes, and she is not a small dog. No. So here are some of the definitions um, about what it means to be silly. So it's exhibiting or indicative of a lack of common sense (laughs) or sound judgment. Um, The example, a very silly mistake. Mm -hmm. Uh, Weak in intellect, uh, acting like a silly fool is the example. Uh, 
playfully lighthearted and amusing, a silly mm. sense of humor. That is my preferred definition. Um, trifling or frivolous? Frivolous, that's, yeah. A silly waste of time. Uh, trifling, no. Uh, frivolous, yes. My silliness does tend to be frivolous. <laughs> um, it can, it actually gets deeper wow. in the definition. I'm not gonna, I'm yeah. just doing the top four mm-hmm. there. Um, so yeah, for some people, the idea of um, silly is uh, unwanted. It's a negative thing. Um, and I don't think it has to be, even though <laughs> even though we will probably get to this, there have been moments when my personal silliness has yeah. not been wanted. And also JB's silliness. Mm-hmm. I've had to go, whoa, 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 this is not the time or place. So, I think you called me out on that last night. Was it last night? Oh, mm. Time has no meaning. I don't even remember this morning, let alone yeah. uh, last night. So the for me, the reason this came up as an idea and I was like, hey, you want to talk about it? Is because not always, not all the time and in the past few years, less frequently because stress will definitely um, make you forget that it's okay to act silly. I have been kind of mindful of the times I can feel us being silly together mm-hmm. tends to be when we get goofy and we start joking around and we make each other laugh. Um, we've talked about it in the past in terms of our scenes. Once mm-hmm. we finally kind of let the daddy and baby girl sides of ourselves come out with the sadistic and masochistic sides, uh, our scenes got a lot more playful. Yes. There's a lot more laughter. Um, and so it's just sort of an inherent part of who we are. It's how we relate Mm. to one another. Um, and if you ever want to know just how bad it is for us in life or between us because of tension, it's directly related to, you know, the lack of silliness going on. Um, but it made thinking about how silly we can be, um, made me think about the power exchange folks and just relationships out there where silliness is considered an absolute negative. Um, The sort of stoic, stern, this is super serious, super important stuff we're doing here. There's not really a place for joking around and laughter. And I was kind of in a dynamic like that, uh, my very first mm-hmm. one. And I, knowing my how I am now, knowing myself better now than I did then as a kingster, that was never gonna last long. Um, so yeah, I just kind of, I just kind of want to talk about it. So mm-hmm. uh, um, let's start with you. Um, is I have many questions. Oh goodness. Is silliness kind of new to you, new-ish to you as you've gotten older? Is it something that you've struggled with as a kinkster? Like what what does this all mean Um, for you? Silliness is not something that's new to me. I've always had a goofy side Mm -hmm. to me. Um, When it comes to to kink, um, early on my my foray into kink um, was high protocol. Mm-hmm. You know, so everything was very serious mm-hmm. with that. And there was nothing wrong with that. It it worked well mm-hmm. in that dynamic at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm not going to say that there weren't some 
lighthearted moments, mm-hmm. but there, you know, the the high protocol took right. the forefront. Right, when there's a specific structure and seriousness mm-hmm. you're kind of supposed to follow, that's going to be what leads, and then if there's a moment for right. lightheartedness, yeah. it might slip in. Yeah. So, you know, it that that relationship was very natural to that mm. um <sighs> all that changed when i met you do you i was thinking about this earlier when we first got together long before we were daddy and baby girl because mm-hmm. i didn't resist the baby girl i did resist the baby girl thing because it's like what um but once I embraced it, I embraced it fully. You resisted being the idea of being a daddy dom yeah. longer than I resisted. But um, we tried to be that serious, not high protocol. Like there weren't a million rules. Mm-hmm. Part of that was because of being long distance and just busy people. Like there was right. only so much either of us could keep up with mm-hmm. from a distance. Um, but we tried the serious thing where yeah. the idea of, um, you know, so I don't know how to say this one without pissing some people off uh, the people who don't like silliness, I guess. And two without wording it completely wrong. So there is app. And I know this cause I was raised this way. So I know there, this exists everywhere. There is this idea among some people that to be silly in a meaningful moment or in an important moment is to be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And I have observed enough people in general, but definitely kinksters, who would find cracking a joke in the middle of like a power exchangey kind of moment or making a little goofy face or whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. to not only be not funny, but to be disrespectful to the moment. Now, if that's how somebody feels, I respect that. And if I know that, I will I will mm-hmm. do my best. I also now know myself well enough to know that I'm probably incompatible with that person because sure. I agree that there's a time and a place for everything. That is, will be part of this discussion too because you and I have had to learn that lesson each. Um, so not every moment is appropriate for being a goofball. Right. But if the I, the general idea of ever being silly in the middle of engaging um, in our dynamic is completely off the table because any sign of silliness, goofiness, playfulness is air quote disrespectful, then mm-hmm. I know that's, for me, I know that's a compatibility issue. Yeah. Um, because I just, if, if I am fully comfortable with you and fully comfortable in myself, it's it's gonna it's gonna come out at some point. I'm just I'm gonna have an errant thought that's gonna make me giggle, and then I have to tell <laughs> you that errant thought. So hopefully you will giggle with me. Right. That's just that's just how it goes. Um, go yeah, I'm looking at Lola. She wants to go out. Um, sorry if we sound disjointed. Blame me. I'm glitching left, right, and center today as a human being. Um, so with previous partners and partners you've had that weren't me while we've been together, um, have you noticed the a la- the lack of silliness, playfulness? Has it mattered? Has it even been a factor for you? Have it, has, you know, how, compare our silliness to everybody else, I guess is what I'm saying. What, what's that been like? Um, I, I think in any, with with anyone that I have um, 
been involved with since we've I, I think having a sense of humor and having some silliness is important. And we have talked about humor before. Yes. And, and where we find the importance of it in mm -hmm. our exchange. I linked to it in the places. I think I have, in fact, done that ahead of time. <laughs> yes. I'm, if I didn't, I meant to and I will. Um, so, yeah. And I think humor is part of silliness and silliness, you yeah. know, being playful, there's humor is involved. I also think that humor can stand on its own because I, you can have a dry sense of humor and make a, an observation or crack a joke or just mm -hmm. see the ridiculousness of a situation, <laughs> you know, like when in a safe way, things don't go well <laughs> in your kink scene. <laughs> like every time one of us cramps up, and we're going to deal with the pain and like make sure the other is fine. And then we're mm -hmm. going to laugh about it. Yep. But the silliness to me is a subset of humor where I am trying to make you laugh. Um, I am, I'm, I know for me, my silliness comes from, I want to make, I want to laugh and smile. I want JB to laugh and smile. Sometimes I want to cut the tension. Um, sometimes uh, I, I'm not trying to be silly. And it and I, something I've said or done just strikes you as goofy and you're laughing and I call that a bonus. I like, I'm mm. not offended by that. Um, I will say, cause I think that having this conversation, those who do not wanna, you know, have a good faith listen to this, will think that we are saying that BDSM isn't supposed to be serious. And that's not true either. No. There are elements of BDSM that absolutely you need to take seriously. Communication, consent, <laughs> risk awareness, safety protocols, mm -hmm. learning the skills before you do the thing. Like, yes, those are serious things. And I, I know for me, this is where sometimes you get onto me about my silliness it can appear that, or sometimes I actually am forgetting the seriousness to go for the joke, to go for the mm -hmm, playfulness, to, mm -hmm. to, to giggle about something. Um, and I think that's a fine line to have to walk. You have yeah. to understand the seriousness of a thing and then figure out the appropriate time within that serious moment for the laugh. Um, knowing what you know about, you know, other relationships and, and, and that the silliness like amped up once we got together. <laughs> How do you feel about the silliness and the goofiness? Um, I've come to see it as part of our relationship now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, it, uh, it, it's something that has become so prevalent with us that I think if it were to go away and be like, okay, what's wrong? Anytime we stop being silly or one of us is being silly and it doesn't land with the other. <laughs> right. Um, that's the first thing I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, where's the disconnect? Because if we're not giggling and laughing together, something has is wrong mm -hmm. and we have to fix it. I don't like right. this. Now not, you know, I know that there are folks who are silly all of the time. We are not that. When I'm not being silly, I'm probably being a snarky bitch. Like, <laughs> but I can still make him laugh in most of my snarkiness. And so I am a hundred percent, you know, going for the laugh regardless. Um, but yeah, I, us, my sense of how we're doing, 
silliness and mm -hmm. goofiness and playfulness and all of the different adjectives to say that, that is the barometer. True. Because we can be really sarcastic and cutting and kind of make the other one chuckle. That does yeah. not mean we're in a good place. <laughs> right. <laughs> it means that if things go wrong just one more time, those uh, jokes will become actual insults and right. we need to watch ourselves. The play, the lightheartedness of it is the barometer. Like, wh how are we doing? True. Um, so let's talk about something with that. <laughs> and that is time and place and mm -hmm. having to learn that. Yes. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I had to learn the lesson first. You did. So here's, you the, did. here's the thing about me. Um, and we'll just blame the childhood trauma. It's fine. <laughs> um, the way I know that somebody I deeply care about is happy with me is if I can get them to smile and laugh with me. So I have, I, I, I will not act like it has completely gone away because this tendency is still there. I have a tendency when things get tense to try to crack a joke, be silly, get goofy, because the smile and the laugh is, air quote this, this is where I need more therapy, is mm -hmm. the proof that that person still loves me and cares about me. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know how many times, I can't even think of specific examples because they're kind of fleeting moments, but yeah. there have been many times over the years, more in the early days than now, where things will get tense, JB will be aggravated, will be in a like in a back and forth, like I think I'm right, no, I think I'm right, something like that, and I just want the tension to go away. <laughs> and if if a random thought occurs to me, it will probably come out of my mouth, uh, and that has not gone well because my memory of those moments is that you. Part of it is the, no, not right now. I'm not laughing at that. And part right. of it, I think, is where it comes back to that idea that sometimes goofiness can absolutely come across as disrespect. Mm -hmm. um, like I'm not taking the moment seriously right. enough. Uh, how do you how do you feel about that? <laughs> um, I mean, it. I think it's one of those things that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Regardless. Sure. So... You know, it's um, not so much a matter of how I feel about it, per se, but, um, you know, I can't read you 100% of the time. You can't read me 100% of the time. So it's going to happen. Absolutely. You know, um, you know, we're talking about this on my end. I mean, I remember for a while there, I had gotten so wrapped up in my goofiness and and you know trying to be silly it actually annoyed you to a point that you were like need to stop and you need to stop do you know when it occurs it's when you're teasing me yeah and i i this comes from many different places because it's all you know contextual and nuanced and whatever i know a big part of it is because i'm an only child and i I don't share well and i don't take teasing well because that is not what i had to deal with in my formative years <laughs> And, and teasing, I think also it goes back to some other stuff. Teasing to me feels mean after a while. Like the mm -hmm. first time, ha ha ha, yeah, please stop. Fine. But there would be times that you would push that teasing. And and I yeah. know intellectually that you're being lighthearted. You think you're hilarious. And 
<laughs> until we kind of learned each other well enough, and we're still learning one another after all these years, it would almost reduce me to tears. And what was funny yeah. is it wasn't you, and it wasn't even what you were teasing about. You never tease about something that's like so deeply personal that it could be insulting. But it was like, it was all the stuff that has led to me not handling being teased well. <laughs> It was too much. It was too much. Yeah. And I and I think that's how I started. Even now, when it kind of happens, I go, whoa, too much, too much. It's too much. I need you to stop now. I, but you know what? I have to I have to teach that with the, the kids because yeah. being silly and goofy is just, I mean, Lord, the amount of inappropriate humor at our <laughs> dinner table. Um, <laughs> so, you know, the the kids were teasing me about something and I was trying to take it in good graces and try to be like open-minded about how this shouldn't be a thing that bothers me. Not, not in the, you know, shooting all over myself if I shouldn't be upset, but like this should be a topic. This ought to be a topic that you can talk about more openly, but it was hitting me on a deep personal level. And I finally in the middle of it one day at the dinner table, I had to go, okay, okay. I know y'all are just, being playful. I know you don't mean anything by it, but this one's really bothering me. We gotta stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and they took that to heart and they've, they've never teased me about that since. But, you know, you and I have such a relationship where we, most of the time we will default to playfulness. Um, and so that that sometimes gets lost. We, we, I think you and I have had to push back against each other more often than I've even had to do with the kids because it's like, that's we are at our happiest and our best when we you know like i said it's the barometer of the relationship yes um and so we're desperately trying to get back to that place and the other one is just not fucking having it (laughs) 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 but you know what it also happens i feel like accidentally like we're sometimes we're not even most of the time i don't think we're even trying case in point at the very top of the podcast the the audio podcast of this episode we cracked a joke about the number 69 devolved into just mm-hmm. stupid giggles. And I, I could analyze it now and go, Oh, well, here's why that happens. Well, but in the moment, it's like, we, we have similar senses of humor. Right. Um, we've got inside jokes just as the relationship has developed. So we, you know, this is very common. A lot of people do this, but anytime you'll see the number 69, one of us is going to giggle first. The other one's going to giggle next. And we're just going to, it's going to devolve. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause we've sort of developed that. Um, which is hilarious. Like when, uh, family comes to visit and they don't have our 12 year old sense of humor and the number 69 will come up and we're giggling and like my mother's like what's so funny and i'm like oh well i'm definitely not explaining it to you okay Mm -hmm. which reminds me that oh yeah not everybody laughs at these things right right um yeah you know what it's it's funny to me because thinking about my silliness it's a measure of a lot of things so it's a measure of the health of our relationship it's a measure of how comfortable I am. Like mm-hmm. all of my guard is down if I can be silly because sometimes the stuff that I think is either hilarious or worth mentioning, randos out there in the world who don't know me would be like, well, you're a what? weirdo, what the fuck, yeah. right? But the people who know me best are like, yes, that's fucking hilarious. Or yes, I wanna be silly with you. I wanna be playful with you in this moment. So. My level of silliness and comfort with it 
is is directly tied to my comfort level mm. and intimacy level okay. with the person I'm being silly with. We don't, I don't, one, we don't go out often enough, but two, we go out together so often that I yeah. tend to just be automatically a little bit more comfortable because you're there and in a whisper, I will be silly with you. But I don't know if you've <laughs> ever just sat back and observed that most of the time in public, I'm extremely reserved. Yeah. I know anybody who can hear the sound of our voice or see our face right now. It's like, yeah, right. Kayla's reserved, so fucking reserved. Like not even the same person. <laughs> and there are lots of reasons for that. Like all kinds of reasons for that. But no, not just anybody gets to see my silly goofy side. No, that's true. But you know what? Part of that is because too many people didn't care or about my feelings and did not like my silly goofy side. I mean, from childhood on, it was either inappropriate, disrespectful, uh, I was the weird kid, like all these reasons that kind of pile up where you're like, okay, well, I will, I will be what the world, you know, expects to see and they're not allowed to see this. So the, to have a relationship where not only can I just be silly, like it's possible to be the silly one and have your partner go, I see you, I honor that be who you are, but I also don't fucking get it, right? <laughs> so that's one thing. And I've been in those relationships. Um, but it's another thing to go, yeah, here's my goofball self. And the other one to go, here's my goofball self. We're going to be goofballs mm -hmm. together. Um, you know, that that's a very freeing thing. Yeah. Um, I had other thoughts and they're starting to... Uh-oh. Here's a thing that's been on my mind about this. Okay. I think there are people out there, not other people who are like, yeah, I am also silly, but people who maybe aren't or like, mm, who would assume that goofiness, playfulness, silliness is an attribute of caregiver little dynamics only. Which if you are a silly mm. person and you are not in a, a caregiver little power exchange, you're like, of course it's not. I'm not talking to y'all, y'all know. But there, I think that people go, oh, that that's, that's a trait of, Daddy, he's a daddy dom and she's a baby girl. Of course they're silly. That's how that works. And I know that's not true. I know that's not true. But I think it's a stereotype. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Because here's what brings that, what makes me think about that. I think about all typically dominance, but not always, mm -hmm. who get caught in that thinking that, oh, to be dominant, big D dominant, I have to be stern and stoic and, mm -hmm. you know, it's very serious. And for some people, that's exactly who they are. And that's fine. Right, and that's what they want. Right. Yes. And yeah. for some people, they go, oh, God, this this is not fitting me. Am I really dominant for the submissive mm -hmm. side? Am I really submissive? Because I keep like giggling. Like, like wearing a shirt that's too tight. Exactly. That you're always, like, and I, the reason I want to have this conversation other than the fact that being silly just makes me happy and let's talk about things that make me happy <laughs> is because I know there'll be somebody out there who's like, well, yeah, that, I think, let's say dominance. I think dominance mm -hmm. has to be really serious and stern, but who might also go, yeah, but it, it feels like a shirt that don't fit right. And maybe it's because you're not letting 
your playful side out or right. your goofy side out or you're not cracking a joke when it's appropriate. And how do you know when it's an appropriate time? You don't really. <laughs> you have to crack <laughs> the joke and see how it lands. <laughs> right. <laughs> you learn over time, oh, this isn't the right time, this isn't the right time, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that there's this idea that the only, of the kinksters, the only ones who are silly and goofy and playful are the littles. And the caregivers who try to keep up with them. Um, and I know we fit that stereotype, but I just don't think that's true. I would be silly as a service sub. I am silly as a service sub. You are. I'm silly in different ways. So when I'm in the middle of taking care of shit, right, I'm pretty focused and I am kind of serious about that. But I am also probably dancing a little dancey dance in the kitchen. I'm humming some made up Mm -hmm. song or God help us some song or sound I heard on a reel that's like now trapped (laughs) in my brain. You know, I'm making little noises. I'm I'm also doing things like stimming. (laughs) Like I have learned that about myself. Um, And those are not inherently silly. They can appear that way if you, you know, whatever. But I'm, if I'm relaxed, I'm, I'm probably being a goofball while I'm serving. Um, Mm -hmm. especially if I think I can get you to laugh because that's what I want. Partly because I get validation (laughs) from that. How do you know somebody's happy with you and they still love you because they're smiling? Like, but also it brings me joy to do that. Like it makes me happy to, to see, to make, not to make you be lighthearted, but to see you in that space, to know that the thing Mm -hmm. I said or the thing I did or something about me yeah created that moment like i like that shit (laughs) so yeah i just for the for the folks who go well of course you're you're like that because you're in that dynamic yeah sure i think a lot of us in the dynamic probably Mm -hmm. are and i wonder how many people gravitate towards this dynamic not specifically like i don't when i say i'm a baby girl i don't I don't, I say I'm on the spectrum of what it means to be a little because I don't consider mm. myself a little. The the um, age play aspect, which not all littles do, believe me, I know, that doesn't really do it for me. The things that uh, I attribute to littles, like the activities or the, you know, certain things, I'm kind of, I always feel like I'm kind of on the edge of that. Mm, okay. And I wonder if there are people out there who feel on the edge, like they can't quite, they're not quite there to go, yeah, we're caregiver a little, but they identify with it, not because of the roles, like maybe they don't identify with the roles, but they identify with the playfulness. Mm-hmm. They identify with the silliness. They identify with the the lightheartedness. How many ways can I say silly in one sentence? Just, we're gonna try this. Um, and that's the part they identify with yeah. because the caregiver little dynamic has the permission to be playful to, to and silly. It. it is assumed that a little, in whichever stage of littleness, mm-hmm. will probably be silly and goofy and playful. It's inherent to the dynamic. But that's my my whole point is that yes, that's an attribute, absolutely. Yeah. But also you don't have to be in this dynamic to find your silly side right. and embrace that silly side with the okay. partner who wants to embrace it mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. That's what I yeah. what I mean by that. Um, I think I did. I'm, I'm sure I said this towards the top. Um, knowing myself the way I do now, if I could not be my silly self, at least some mm-hmm. of the time, like if there wasn't yeah. 
I didn't have the freedom. I I would not be compatible with that person. Hmm. I did not know that about myself in the beginning. I didn't. I couldn't have told you that when you and I first met, Mm -hmm. or when we first, you know, you became daddy and I became baby girl. I couldn't have told you that. But looking back now, knowing what tends to bring me the most joy outside of the fuckery, right? (laughs) Outside of the power exchange, you know. Yeah closeness yeah if i if i can't crack a joke be playful if ever if anytime i try to do that is seen as disrespectful i wouldn't i'd have to go i couldn't do it Hmm. i couldn't do it um i can do it in a scene where it's meant to be serious and that's what you're going for but you know me i still try i I still try to crack a joke Uh, (laughs) i do you know what though in scene when you're like in your domly dom, usually sadistic, like mm-hmm. you're in that mindset. <laughs> what I've learned over the years is the silly joke probably won't land. Um, right. <laughs> the 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 way you tend to, if you're like, I've got something very like. I, when I say the word cruel, I mean that in the best possible way. Like this going to be rough on her, right? Like that. I'm, I'm working towards a goal. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You're very stern and straight faced and you were, you're probably not laughing at much. So I'll, I'll try to sprinkle in a little playfulness and I, mm. I, you know, I'm taking the temperature of the space. Okay. No. But what I've learned is that the snarky joke that might make you laugh will not end well for me in those no, moments. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. <laughs> you, you enjoy it in a different way. You don't enjoy the humor. You enjoy where you go, oh, you'll pay for this. Right. Give me a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work your payment into this scene I'm crafting That's in right. my head. <laughs> so I uh, tend to watch <laughs> you and the vibe you're creating mm-hmm. before I know if I can let the silly out um and the way that's happened we've talked about this in the past you know we've had scenes where you're hitting me with shit and it hurts and i'm giggling yeah and i start giggling and you giggle and Mm -hmm. yes yes this daddy dom can giggle this is not a (laughs) full-throated laugh we're not belly laugh this is a teehee giggle okay (laughs) and it's adorable um but yeah there there have been it's been so long it's been so long since we did a, a scene that just a scene in general. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there are those scenes where you're, you want it to be this serious moment. That's the, the roles we're playing of, you know, you're in charge in the stern way. And mm-hmm. I can do that temporarily. I can be not silly when the moment calls for it. Now, True. not, not fully. I am the one who only with people who I know are okay for me to do this. I, I'm the person who will crack a joke at a funeral because that's that's who we are in my family. Um, I will cut the tension with humor if I, if I can, but yeah. I am a fucking adult and have enough life experience to know there, mm-hmm. there are times I can't. And I can, I can keep it in and keep it contained. I can be respectful of the situation or the people or the, the moment, right? But I can't live a life like that. Yeah. I'm going to need an outlet. I'm going to need a way mm-hmm. to go, let me go be my silliest self. Yeah. And I want that way to be with my intimate partners. I don't want an intimate partner who, I can understand not getting my playfulness and goofiness. That's, that's fine, you know, but the disdain for it. I, I can't. That, that's mm-mm. a whole different, yeah. I can't, I can't be with somebody who looks upon my playfulness as somehow making me less submissive. Mm. Like, yeah, no. No, I'll do f- almost fucking anything for you, but you better give me the space at some point 
to giggle about the number 69 or something, <laughs> something, something. Um, now, I know that there are times I can be overly serious. You've, you've, oh, yeah, yeah. How do you other. feel about that? Knowing that my happy default is to be a fucking goofball. Like, you would mm-hmm. almost think I can't take anything seriously, but I take fucking everything seriously. I don't, I don't, I haven't personally had enough introspection to understand how I take everything so mm-hmm. seriously. And yet, I'm a constant fucking goofball with certain people. So, <laughs> because playfulness and goofiness is just part of our dynamic cuz it's part of who we are. Yeah. How how does how does it feel when when I'm when I'm not? Um there again too it depends on where my headspace is at. Mm. Okay. Um You know, because if if I'm not there and you start, you know, being all serious and, and laying things out the way you do, I'm like, no, I can't do this right now. <laughs> I, I cannot do this right now. Which does, I then end up like aggravated with you. Yeah, you do. And there will be a sigh. There will be such a deep, heavy oh sigh from my side. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I am all business right now. We have shit to take care of. Right. <sighs> Exactly. And and I just have to be like, you know, no, I, I, I cannot do this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, got a little bit of it that this morning mm. when you had something you wanted to talk to me about. And I was kind of I it was kind of like a begrudging. OK, let's have the conversation. <laughs> this is how glitchy my brain is. Don't, don't remember, remember it. it. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't yeah. Oh, was it when I had to ask you about the email we'd gotten and I needed? Yes. Oh, yes. I didn't know you were feeling silly at that moment. Were you just silly in your own head and in your own space? Yeah. Oh, see, that's Mm -hmm, it's difficult mm -hmm, to read mm -hmm. a room in that moment. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, and and that whole that whole conversation went south really quick. Oh yeah, we both ended up annoyed yeah. by the end of it. <laughs> yeah, that was no fun. No, that was no fun. Mm-mm, mm-mm, not at all. So um, you know, yeah, there there are just times. I mean, just like there were moments where you know the silliness is, you know, nope, gotta stop. Yeah, um, it, it's the same with the with the opposite. You know, mm-hmm. so it, you know, part of that's about reading you so. <laughs> I have I am constantly trying to not constantly as an everyday trying to tickle John Brownstone. That's where we're going. I try to tickle John Brownstone. What I'm mm-hmm. trying to do every time I tickle him, even if it's like maybe it's been weeks since I've like gone coochie coo like whatever. Um, but every time I do, I want him to giggle. That is what I fucking want. And sometimes I get that, and sometimes I don't. And the other day, we're like ships passing in the kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. And I reach out and I, I get his stomach and I make I tickle him and I get nothing. I get this stoic, like blank face. Yeah. And I, I the submissive, go, no. This you're is, not following the rules. You're not doing this right. <laughs> <laughs> what is the point of tickling you if I'm not going to get the Pillsbury Doughboy response that I want. (laughs) I was not trying to be in charge there. 
I was being a fucking goofball. Right. But I was also serious as the day is long. Okay. Just serious. And so it was the right time, the right moment. I said, let's try this again. <laughs> and I tickled his stomach and I got Pillsbury Doughboy sound. Like I got the sound I wanted. I got the giggle. And then we, we moved on. Like it was yeah. just a brief moment. The next day, I like I said, okay, pop quiz. And I tickled him. <laughs> And it took him a minute because that's the other thing. Like, I'll have a running joke in my head. I'll remember this shit. I yeah. can't remember nothing sometimes. But <laughs> I will remember that I played that little moment and whatever. Mm. And I'll do something to get us back to that silly moment. And you just give me this blank look like, wait, what? Where, where are we at? I know, I know this means something. So... <laughs> It's imperfect. Now, we do not normally take questions from live stream, but this mm -hmm. is um, uh, something that I want to address because I think this okay. is also the confusion for some people. Like, why would you be silly? Like, what's the purpose? Um, I've got to scroll back up to find it, but it was, it, it says, um, Think the, the I'm sorry, I'm having to read through the glasses that I can't read through. Mm. Believe their name is Barbara. It says, how can you be silly in a scene? Isn't subspace an ultimate goal? I don't uh, see how you could achieve subspace of silly. I don't know that I can achieve subspace while being silly, but the thing, mm -hmm. I, the important thing that others have said, and I want us to reiterate is subspace, my personal opinion is I would not make subspace a quote goal ever mm. because you are going mm -hmm. to be disappointed at some point. However, for us, no, subspace is, is never the goal. A good no. time is the goal. Right. Sensations we want to experience is the goal. The connection and closeness we feel during a scene is the goal. Subspace is a happy accident. If it happens, I'm gonna fucking embrace it. This is great, glad to be flying on this high. Mm -hmm. And in my experience, the silly scenes do not usually lead to subspace it is typically the not even the air quote serious scenes but mm -hmm. more of the m more intense scene where what we do yeah. is we focus on the action and you're like for us it's impact so you are just going at me in all these different ways mm -hmm. and i'm able to relax into it and the music matches up and the lighting matches up and the all, the whole thing matches up in a way, and it is a different need way to match every fucking time that allows my brain to go, you don't have to be here right mm -hmm. now. Yeah. And I can just sink into those And, and you go on vacation, yeah. Right, that is so fucking rare, <laughs> so rare, um, that if I made that my goal, I would be disappointed with every fucking scene. So. My personal opinion is that I don't think anybody should make that a goal. I think that you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. But on a personal note, that is never a goal. That because I, I can't, you can't predict it. You can't force subspace. The mm. more you think about, I need to get into subspace, the less likely you are to do it. And True. even if you have all the quote conditions right for it, doesn't mean it'll happen. So the goal for our scenes is just to connect in a way and to feel what mm -hmm. we want to feel yeah. and for it to be a good time. And a, a lot of times recently, we're going to giggle through it in some yeah. way, mm -hmm. in some way. Yeah. And I always feel more connected to you after those kinds of scenes when we've giggled our true. way through it. That is very true. And, and you know, this just goes to show how, you know, again, you look at, at BDSM and, and the things that we do as a spectrum 
Mm-hmm. You know, that for us, uh, humor and, and silliness and being goofy is a part of who we are. Mm-hmm. And and for someone, you know, and, and we can have a scene where we giggle and laugh and, you know, enjoy it. And for someone else, like, no, that's not what I want. Right. You know, so it, it's, it's, all, it's all part of the spectrum of this big, broad world that and we're in. And it's inherently personal. Yeah. And I think it can change from time to time. And I think it can mm-hmm. change from partner to partner. Because right. how you relate to a partner... <laughs> in general will dictate how you probably relate in scene. Um, and some people are less goofball and less silly and less, and that's okay. And I don't want it to make it sound like I think we are somehow morally superior because we're giggling over here. Like, I don't think that at all. There, I know it has taken me years to get to a point where I'm comfortable in my silliness, mm-hmm. but even then I'm only comfortable with certain people. So I am curious of how many more people would be a little bit more playful, a little bit sillier yeah. if they could be comfortable with that side of themselves. But I also recognize that some people just aren't built that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what it, for me, this topic is to talk to those people who think that they're not supposed to be that way, that they are, that they know that they're kind of a goofball, but they think that somehow BDSM just doesn't allow for it. It absolutely fucking allows for it. You just sometimes what you're what you're missing is the compatible partner who will encourage your goofball side, who mm-hmm. will join in with you, who will you know, feed that for you. So it becomes a give and take. Um, I, you know, there's a place often in my fantasies for that stern, serious, super strict, you know, Mm -hmm. um, obey me, obey every word kind of like Dom and kink scene. And yeah, I'll, I'll happily read that BDSM erotica only when well written any fucking day but i can't live that i can't do that permanently yeah and we haven't said this in a long time but it's i hope sort of the through line of every fucking episode we ever do and that is there is a difference between the fantasy you have in your head of what bdsm can be and what power exchange can be and then the reality and there are times when those two can overlap and you can have that scene or you can have that moment that fits your fantasy with the reality i mean until your leg cramps or the baby cries down the hall or you know Mm -hmm. teenager calls you in the middle of the night while you know you're getting wailed on or you know the (laughs) car breaks down or like you know until real life Mm -hmm. enters Mm -hmm. yes you can overlap but what I know happened with me and I've seen it happen to people for over the years is that we get the fantasy picture in our head and we go, that's what it is. And then when the reality can't match that, we are unhappy or think we're doing something wrong or we do our best to match that fantasy and then wonder why we're unhappy. My very first power exchange relationship was life-changing and a defining moment in my life. Okay. When I look back on it, I can see all the ways it never would have survived. And there are several things. I mean, it was an incompatibility. We were two different mm-hmm. types of people. I didn't know myself as a submissive well enough yet. At that point, yeah. Now that I do, because he would let me be playful for like about 30 seconds, and then he was done with that shit. I'd put the kibosh right. on that, yeah. <laughs> and there would have come a point where that would... I would have been considered the disrespectful sub. I might've even been labeled a brat because 
in that definition of bratting, he wants me to be do something, behave away, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna fight against it. But I would not be fighting against it in the playful way that's like consensual. And I would be fighting against it because I'd be fighting against my nature, right? That that relationship imploded and broke off well before we got there. I was still in fantasy land. Mm-hmm. That was like still mm-hmm. one of the biggest heartbreaks of my life. All of that, but I have enough wisdom and you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> I can I can see what was on the horizon as I would have learned myself who I was as a submissive more and as he would have wanted me to diminish parts of myself that can only come out when I'm fully feeling safe with somebody. So it would have taken a while for yeah. him to even see it. I know, knowing what I know now, you know, we wouldn't have worked long term. And part of that was because I had this idea in my head of what it meant to be submissive. And it meant to do every single thing my dom said without question, regardless of how it made me feel. I'll do nearly anything you say without question. But part of that is because in every moment you let me be who I am. And sometimes that's the sassy, snarky person who sounds like she's talking back, but she's really not. She's just helping you understand so you don't have to be wrong anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh. Yeah. But, yeah, I am. Um, I just, I kind of just want to have the conversation not to say that everybody ought to be silly or that... Every every uh, power exchange needs silliness. I don't I don't think that at all. Yeah. I just want to reach the people who are maybe feeling like is the, you know why it does power exchange and BDSM have to be so serious all the time? No. Uh, <laughs> and if you've ever been like, oh, I don't feel like this role or this dynamic fits. Well, is it because any any part of yourself, your goofball side or some other part of yourself, are you having to tamp that down? to fit this mold like you know we make it fit us we don't you know yeah that's why we tell you people all the time you can't make somebody be your dominant or submissive Mm -mm. you can want them to you can encourage them you can offer them the resources to go learn about it and decide for themselves but you can't make them be that way well guess what a stern stoic serious dominant can't make me be meek mild and not silly not for more than about five minutes you get the length of one scene. That's it. And then I'll, it'll explode out. Anything you repress will eventually explode out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I <laughs> I believe it would probably explode out in snark. And then I'd just be dumped. <laughs> They'd be like, no, I can't do this. Or you'll anymore. get in trouble. Yeah, or you get in trouble. You know, and I think some of these things are, are subtle and insidious. I think it's... I don't, I don't think too many people are walking around going, I can't be my silly self and that's why I'm unhappy. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's, well, I keep getting in trouble. You know, my, my dominant is always mad at me and I think I'm telling a joke. I'm trying to make them laugh, right? Or it's I'm trying to be stern and serious. I keep using stern, serious, and so stoic because it's the only words I can think of. I know there are others. I keep trying to be this kind of dom sub whatever mm-hmm. and i'm not having a good time i'm not enjoying myself well what is it that's missing right like it doesn't have to be your playful goofball mm-hmm. self it could be something else but i just yeah we all contain multitudes true true true, true. my multitudes are attempting to juggle while standing on one foot failing miserably and <laughs> laughing about it that's what my multitudes are trying to do
So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't, I could I ramble on? I'm sure I could. Could I repeat myself in five different ways? Absolutely. I already have. So, <laughs> I, I'm, let me double check my notes just to make sure I didn't, like, there wasn't anything. No, we kind of did. Okay. Yeah, I think we, we touched, on, we all touched on all the points. Is there anything that you would like to add? I, I don't think so, not at this point. I mean, you know, it, if if being goofy and silly is, is something you enjoy and it works for you, you know, in, enjoy it. Go with it. Have have the fun, you know. Um, I, I know for us right now we are um, probably a little bit more silly with each other than we, we have been. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the shit show of life. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's been throwing some stuff at us even more lately and you know we we try to laugh through it sometimes it's all we got yeah either a dark joke yeah or a ridiculous one mm-hmm. and then sometimes we can't like i we there are times that silly is just it's not there the playfulness is not there yeah um but i n- I know for me this is true, and I think for you it's true too. What we want is to get back to the point where we can be silly and playful. So yeah. what have we got to do to do that? Do we have mm-hmm. to go to our separate corner and like decompress and like sit with our shit for a minute? And then, okay, mm-hmm. do we need to problem solve and get through this moment together? Right. Um, like, what is it? But yeah, the yeah, our mm-hmm. playfulness to me, I'll say, I said it at the very top, is the barometer of our relationship. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So if you're ever like, wow, those two are being super serious. Yeah. Shit's rough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it then. It. So, um, are we good? Uh, we'll do a bonus section and maybe we are. I don't yeah. know. Okay. Okay. Keep, Keep it kinky, kinky y'all. y'all. And we'll see you next week. Yes, baby girl. Before I belch into this microphone, I'm trying so hard Whoa. to do that. I know. Sexy. I know. People will want me after that. And look, <laughs> everything, everything, and anything is somebody's kink. We just have to connect with the people who want to hear, hear, hear the belch yeah. into the microphone. But I don't think it's most of the, the good people who probably not. can probably hear not. us right now. No. No. Um, but can I talk to the crickets? You have been talking for well of uh, 54 minutes. And really longer than that when you count YouTube. Yeah, I know. know. I'm not, I don't know if I've been saying anything that makes any sense. And I haven't remembered the things that I say every week. So what have I been saying with all this talking if I can't say the correct things? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But can I please? Thank you. (laughs) Yes, go ahead. Thank you. Um, I did, in fact, for half a second, remember the emoji of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will be, and this will be completely subjective. Whatever you think the silliest face emoji is, whichever one, whichever one to you is like, yeah, that's goofy, that's silly, that's all of that. <laughs> whichever one just speaks to you. I can't say. That's true. Mm-mm. If none of them speak to you, then uh, hit us with your silliest emoji, just in general. I don't mm-hmm. care. I don't care. I'm open to it. I uh, <laughs> look today. I'm just surviving on coffee and vibes. That's and not even vibrators. Not even the good vibes. Like we just. Yeah. 
<laughs> Even though I do have an email in my inbox going, oh, that product we sent you, have you tried it yet? I'm like, fuck, no, no. Junie asks if um, she can use Silly Goose. You can use whatever feels silly to you, right. Junie. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought I had some stuff I was going to say for bonus section, but now I, my brain keeps glitching. And yeah. I don't, again, is it the new medication? Is it the not taking the old medication? Is it life as we know it in 2023? Is it the fact that I haven't slept through the night? Well, I haven't really slept through the night in like probably a decade. And yeah. really, I haven't slept through the night since before uh, conceiving and growing children. <laughs> so when was the last time I slept through the night? Um, yeah, I don't know. No memory of it at this point. Don't even. Yeah. No. I'm not. So what's going on? Um, we were mentioning this to YouTube folks at the top. Uh, we did order a new light. Yes. Uh, for recording. Uh, that should be here on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So by next week, next Wednesday, um, we will see how it does. Um, I did check 30 day return. So if it sucks, good, we'll send good, it the good, fuck good. back. All right. Um, I am doing what I should have done years ago and continuing to combat poor posture and ergonomics, yes. uh, which has caused neck stuff for me, which is now trickling down to affect my hands, which is a problem when you work on a fucking keyboard all day. Yeah. So I've adjusted my desk. I have my monitor up on a stand, so I have to like hold my neck better. I'm using one of those stupid ergonomic mouse pads with the wrist thing. I fucking hate those things, but I know I do draw the line at an ergonomic keyboard. I tried to use one of those years ago and couldn't type for shit. I'm not mm. doing it. I'm not doing it. And the proper height for my chair for me to see comfortably is not good for my legs to sit. What is that? Perpendicular? Like parallel. 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 Whoops, sorry. Parallel. Mm -hmm. So we've ordered, and it's on its way. I think it'll arrive in the next couple of days. A foot, foot thing rest. under my desk so I can get my legs up. But I still need to buy compression, fingerless compression gloves that the doctor told me to try. But when I went to try and figure out which one of those to get, I got lost in analysis paralysis because there's too many fucking options. We're, we're gonna try and look at that tonight after we do our shopping. Okay. Okay. Yep. I just, I think I just need you to decide for me yeah. and not an ugly color. There, there, okay. that's all I say. Okay. Just I because, that, and I will do that. My cheap ass wants to go with a $10 pair because I'm a cheap ass, uh, which is fine. I, I need to be. But then my brain goes, but wait, what if, if you just spent a few dollars more, you'd get better quality? And then I have to look at the pictures and I'm like, do I want the finger things to like be really short? So most of my fingertips are, or do I want them to be kind of high? And then which size? And what do you mean I have to measure my palm? I'm done. I can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it. But I have to do something because my hands are like constantly bothering me and it is not arthritis. I'm sure I have some of that. I'm probably going to develop over time, but that's not what it is. It's neck and nerves and right probably carpal tunnel but not just carpal tunnel is delightful it's not any one thing yeah it's not it's not so yeah. i have to yeah. do like all of the things mm -hmm. 
to like adjust which is funny because when i was still working off of my laptop and i didn't have like an actual mac uh, we had the thing, the riser, and I had yes. it all set up. And then once I got the Mac, I was like, ah, pff, to heck with that. I don't need any of it. Yeah. And now my neck's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's what I've been doing. What you've been doing? Mm, stuff. It's getting stressed out. Yeah. By life. Yeah. Because life is fucking you without mm-hmm. any lube. Right. I know. Well, you know, I, I thought. I had a solution to a problem. Mm-hmm. And technically it is, it is still a, a solution, it is to still the problem. solution to the problem. You know, and 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 it, and the solution to the problem would help us with our financial problems. It would help it would help with your mental health. Yeah. It would help with the family dynamic situation. Right. Mm-hmm. But the cost of it cost of it puts it out of reach. Puts it out of reach. So we have to like we were handed the solution like here, here, here's here, a viable option. Here, here's a viable option. This could happen for you. Right. This, no, not could, well, it would. It would. Well, yeah. could is in, if, if you can afford it, you yeah, can if have it, it. If it. Yeah, if you can afford so it. So now we have to backtrack and go, okay, how do we deal with this disappointment? Yeah. <laughs> or how do we get super creative? Right. And uh, so, yeah. Yep. And so. I know that's super, super vague. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's going to stay vague. It, it's going to stay vague. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, but that's kind of the reason for my being yeah. a little subdued and yeah. myself today. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, it, it's when you think you've finally reached a, an option. You're like, an, an here, option here's that, an option. That can work, that will work, and, and will solve several problems. We'll solve problems? Yeah. Who wants to solve several problems, problems in 2023? And, Clearly uh, not us. Then you get the rug pulled out from under you. Right. Yeah. I mean, I am that type of person who's like, let's get really creative with our problem solving and, and do shit that we would never normally do. Yeah. But... That's that still requires conversation and thought and yeah. yeah so I, anyway. I just keep telling myself that life ebbs and flows and we're mm-hmm. just in a really long ass ebb. Just yeah. a really long ass ebb. It will flow once I'm ready, again. I'm ready for some flow. I mean same. <laughs> but you know what? We're still being goofballs through it all to the best we of are. our ability. We are. And and I think we talk about this probably every fall because this is one that happens for us. I'm back to being your shop elf um, in a bigger way. You are. We think it will become a permanent thing after the holidays, though. Normally, yeah. it's like through the holidays, I'm shop elf. I'm doing little mm-hmm. things here and there. And with where we're at with the kinkery, the kinkery.com, if you did not know. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think after the holidays, I will still be your your main yeah. shop elf. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get to learn new skills. You are. None that involve anything that could cut anything. No. Not allowed. Not allowed. He was um, cutting carbon fiber rod for evil sticks and diabolical sticks the other day. And you use a Dremel tool for that. Yeah. And I go, oh, is that something I could do? Or is that too blade-like? And you held up I the chuckled. thing. Right. <laughs> like, no. No, no, you can't do this. You'll be missing fingers by the time you're done. Okay, I'm good. Um, but we did. We milled a bunch of wood. Yep. Yesterday, and Sitting we both there. <laughs> yeah, we both gave ourselves minor injuries. I have a scratch. And, yeah. You know, I think you have a couple of scratches too. Mm-hmm. I thought I got some um, splinters in my hands. I was like, no, not splinters. I did not have splinters in my hands. No. I just poked myself real hard with wood. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, so that's mm-hmm. we're doing what we always do. We're just working. Yep. And probably being keeping on, keeping on. Silly goofballs while we do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. So. <sighs> Anywho. I think I don't. Yeah, I don't have anything else. Yeah. If <laughs> I I could say more things, but then I think I would just stress us both out more. So we won't just let's not go there. Let's not go. There. No. Let's just no. let's no. end on a good note. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We'll just do mm-hmm. that. Um, so thanks for watching, mm-hmm. listening. Thanks for joining us to the bitter here. end. Um, mm-hmm. This one was not chaotic, but glitchier than past episodes. Yeah, like forgot whole chunks of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So all we can do is strive to do better next time. Sure, we'll, we'll go. There. <laughs> we'll try. <laughs> try. We're gonna go. Yeah. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.